You are listening to the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast, sponsored by Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing and Heating, Guido's, The Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and the Alaska Club. Now, here are your hosts of AST, Keaton Homer and Isaiah Freeman. We welcome you to another fantastic edition of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. It's better than all the previous editions, I think. I think Might so. be the best one yet. Best we just one got started. yet, and we just one, started. Best one yet. We're five seconds into the podcast, and you've turned in to the best Alaska Sports Talk it. podcast. You did you it. Finally you did it. You hit the you right finally, button. Congratulations. <laughs> World's where's the, best. Where's the clapping hands, Isaiah? Can we get? Can we get like clapping the, hands? Where is that? Yeah, here's the clapping hands. I just got the clapping hands. <laughs> yeah, that's right, gentlemen. That's right. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who have not tuned in to the Alaska Sports Talk podcast, um, thanks for tuning in now. I mean, I don't know where you've been the previous, you know, 25 you've episodes. You've missed a lot. But, uh, Isaiah Freeman, Keaton Homer along with you. Glad to have you tuned in here to um, the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. We got a lot to get get to today as we get ready to get into a very busy uh, tournament season coming up here in the beginning of March. So we'll kind of touch on some things going into uh, March Madness, Alaska. Uh, I know today in terms of the ASAA realm of things, um, there was um board meeting, which was pretty important, board, yeah. obviously. Board meeting. Establishing some things. So we'll kind of touch and recap on some of the things that happened there. We'll also touch on, this is going to be a first for us, um, skiing. Yeah, and we're, and we're not just talking about my Alieska adventure this past weekend. Um, we do need to chat about that. Yeah, we should. We we might need to touch on that. I did not go to the hospital, so there's there's a bonus. That's bonus right, right there, right? So, uh, but we will talk a little Nordic skiing, and not just um, Nordic skiing from the standpoint of that is coming up this weekend for state championships, but also uh, we had a Alaskan do some awesome things. Um. The second American yeah. ever to win a World Cup um, event. So first one since 1983. So we'll touch on uh, on that as well. And then we'll get into UAA basketball, both men's and women's. There's been some interesting developments, at least on the women's side of things, in terms of their schedule this weekend. We'll get you caught up on that. And uh, anything else that the folks need to know. But Isaiah, your President's Day weekend was... Busy. Yeah. It okay, was, busy. Uh, it, was, it was busy. Didn't have any tournaments to go to or anything like that, but definitely spent some time over the weekend on Saturday and Sunday prepping for the programs for drama, debate, and forensics DDF coming up this weekend on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, as well as Nordic Skiing State Championship on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday as well out at Kincaid. So, yeah, spent some time doing that. I yeah. actually, I actually made, believe it or not, from scratch something that I do every now and then, which I really enjoy, mm-hmm. is I made twelve homemade pizza crusts from scratch, and stuck them in the freezer. Wow. Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, hey, that's the way. It's the way to go. Let the dough rise. Beat it down. Let it rise again. Make some nice pizza crusts. So. As we get closer to March Madness and my life becomes a little bit more hectic, yeah, throw in a homemade yeah. pizza. Do you? So is it just the crust, or did you make a pizza? Like you already nope. got the sauce, cheese, no, everything just, on. Just just the crust. Make okay. the crust, spread it out, roll it out. Got it. 
cook it for a little bit, about 10, 15 minutes at 375. Got it. Then it's formed. It's ready to go. Put it in the freezer now. Yeah. Ready to go. Pull it out of the freezer. Good to go in, you know, an hour. No, that that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So my weekend, I, I touched on, you know, skiing adventure, you know, um, I did not strap up the snowboard. I didn't do that. I thought about oh, it. Oh man, you I went to Alaska. Oh. I should have. I saved myself. Um, this was a trip for the kids, you know, for them That's to important. get a skiing lesson. This was like this was their first ever skiing lesson, right? And, and they wanted to do skiing, not snowboarding. I am not a ski person. For whatever reason, I feel a lot more comfortable with a one piece of wood between my feet rather than wow. two separate ones. Like I feel like my feet would veer off in different directions, but I have not snowboarded in probably about 16, 17 years. So I was like, I think I could still do it, I think. But I'm like, I don't want to be that guy, you know, that like, all right. Better to concentrate on the kids. Yeah, right. And that's why I was was there for the kids. kids, It's the kids' time, you know, it's better to do that. You know, three plus hours of a lesson, you know, and I was like, I want to see how you guys do. And I want to watch. So I spent my time watching my son and daughter skiing down the little bunny hill making their way back up the magic carpet ride you know and everything like that like yeah you're right fantastic go in the day lodge uh you know grab something to eat come back out great oh you're doing awesome yeah keep going yeah yeah." yeah. and then my son gets down he's like dad this hill is too small We we need to bump it up i'm like oh okay all right and it was getting, <clears throat> excuse me, it was getting late. And I was like, I really don't want to, you know, <laughs> don't really take you on a take... chairlift at, <laughs> you know, six o'clock at night. <laughs> and, you know, this is like your first time, like actually going down a, a hill. He was getting good at turning, whatnot, going in and out of cones, weaving. Like, well, all right, pretty solid. But I'm still like, dude, I don't know. We'll, uh... we'll, we'll come back. We'll, 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 we'll try to do it Monday. And we, we, and we did. So we tried to do it Monday. But the weather Monday, it was... It was yuck. It was gross. It was like, ah. So we hung out at the hotel. Uh, they swam, you know, morning, afternoon. And like, yeah. all right, this is cool. Had a good time. And then took our time on the drive back because like, I was like, we well, dude, this is the wildest thing. Sorry, this is a side... No, this uh, is important stuff. Complete. All my years driving the Seward Highway, okay? All my years, all right? seen fantastic scenery, seen goats, whatever. Always see the signs for like caution, falling rocks. And I've heard of stories, falling rocks. There's been some serious injuries and accidents of falling rocks. I've never seen one. I've never wanted to until this past week. Really? It was, oh my gosh, dude, it was the wildest thing. We got past Bird Bird Creek a little ways, okay? And all of a sudden, out of my peripheral vision to my right, as we're driving back to Anchorage, right? So you got the mountains to my right, ocean to my left, okay, or the inlet, all right? And I'm out of my periphery. I see something falling. I'm like, what the heck is that? What is that? And it's a boulder, and there's a car in front of us, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I say boulder. It's like a 30 to 50-pound rock, which is still huge, right? And it's falling from the cliff, okay? And it misses the car, the truck in front of us, which is probably maybe 50 feet in front of us. All right. I'm like, oh my God. And like, I slow down. I slow down just enough. It goes right in front of the truck. 
I'm like, ooh, and I watch it smoke the guardrail on the other side. And I was like, we were that close to like having severe impact on the truck as we're driving back. I was like, that is the first time in 26 years of living here and driving that highway I've ever seen a rock fall. And I was like, and that is the last time I am white knuckling it back all the way. I'm sure I'd be white knuckling it too. Oh man. I haven't, I in 40 some years driving that road. Well, not 40 years of actual driving, but right. Right. Being uh, on never, it, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. never seen a rock fall. I've seen avalanche. I've seen all that, but I've never seen my, rock slides. My only guess is, is that it was like a goat that kicked it free just based upon the side. I mean, yeah. And there are rocks that just suddenly do give way because of, you know, ice melting and whatever else it, it, it does happen. I get that. But I'm like, I saw a whole bunch of goats along the way. Like we probably that's, saw uh, that's a good five guess. or six. I'm... And like a goat stepped somewhere and went, Peek! all right, here you go. Well, needed you know? it was a little nudge and down yep. she goes. But anyway, long story wow. short, saw a rock coming at me, 40, 50 pound rock and it hit the guardrail on the other side. And we just kept driving. <laughs> that's no joke. Yeah. Well, I'm no glad joke. you're all right. And the yeah, other people too. were all right too. That's me too. Yeah. It was a little, little nerve wracking. Yeah, that's freaky. You know what else is freaky? Nordic skiing. Not really. It's not that freaky. It's not that it's scary. Not, it's not, not that rock scary. sliding down the... No, no, no. But it still could be like pretty scary. But no. Nordic skiing, you know, is it's a serious... I mean, I mean, I don't know. I would be scared to strap up Nordic skis. That's just me, though. But if yeah, you're Gus Schumacher... Well, I'd, I'd, yeah, if you're Gus Schumacher, you can strap those on and pretty much do whatever he wants. Yeah, Gus Schumacher, man, making history. I couldn't believe it when I saw this. Like, just the like how significant this was um, down in Minnesota um, this past week. Uh, Gus Schumacher, by the way, he's a former Nordic skier, uh, actually went to service high school mm-hmm. a few years ago. And he's competed in many other events. He, I think he also competed in the 2022 Winter Olympics, I believe, as well. Um but this past weekend, for the first time since 1983, he is a World Cup champion, right? So an American World Cup champion. All other champions from 1983 to 2023 have been from other nations. So America has not had a champion in quite some time, 40 years time span, right? So Long it's time. pretty impressive that Gus Schumacher, guy from Anchorage, ended up winning this event and how they did it in terms of the format and whatnot. The format is interesting because if I understand it correctly, the world cup race racers leave like every 30 seconds. So it's not everybody at the starting line going at once. No, it's an interval start. Yeah. Yeah. So you have your start time and you're going and that's my Nordic ski sound, by the way, for those. That's a good sound. Yeah. It's a good um, sound. Yeah, Note so to hopefully self. I didn't, didn't blow your speakers out or something, or you thought it was a chipmunk or whatever. But anyway, so Gus Schumacher takes off on his interval, and he's doing his time. And unbeknownst to him, really, it seems like some of the other guys have not left yet, like some of the guys that have won World Cup championships prior. So it seems like he was one of the first ones out prior to like the 30 next best skiers. So... I don't know if like maybe the course deteriorated. I don't know. Conditions change, whatever might happen. But regardless, he finishes with a fantastic time and he ends up winning 
the the World Cup championship or the World Cup champion uh, race there in Minneapolis this past weekend. And the other cool thing about that, there was another Alaskan on the broadcast call uh, for NBC Sports. Really? Do you have any? Do you have any guess who could have been like the analyst? Whoa. Um. Well, I would think. I mean, I don't really know a whole lot of Alaska skiers by name. Oh, you know this one, Tommy Mo? No, no. You're gonna kick yourself when I tell you the name. I don't. I I'm not sure. Tommy Mo's downhill, so that doesn't make sense. But went went to East, won a gold medal. Keegan. Oh my gosh. She was on the broadcast? She has been, yeah. She is now wow. a, a ski analyst for NBC Sports. Wow, yeah. I did I didn't know that. Yeah. So she was doing the 2022 Winter Olympics and now has picked up some other Olympic Olympic gigs, but she happened to be on the broadcast for this wow. world championship ski race, broadcasting it as an Alaskan is winning the ski race. So I was like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty wild. You know, that in the small really little wild. universe of Alaska that, you know, you have you know, Gus Schumacher winning the race. You have Keegan Randall, you know, being a color analyst for the race. And so that was just pretty kind That's of a wild. pretty unique event. So um congratulations to uh Gus Schumacher uh making not just, you know, Alaska proud, but America proud. Like yeah. First American in 40 years to win, you know, the 10K event in Nordic skiing. So that is I would wild. Hate, man, I hate to think like sometimes when these people break these like world records, whether it's Nordic skiing, this is what this wasn't a world record um uh time, by the way. It was just a it was a winning time. It could have been his personal best time, but it was not a world record time. But it got me thinking, like, what would my time be? Like, <laughs> like if I was to like, you know, like I watch the Olympics and I see these guys out there running, you know, the hundred meters and like Oh, I just ran a, a nine eight nine. Like, oh wow, fantastic! Oh, right. If you ran That's, it a nine eight nine, I well, could I do it? Could I do it under sixteen seconds? Like, uh, maybe twenty. <laughs> like, I always just picture myself like to put myself in perspective of like how good these you know men and women actually are at their sport, whatever event it might be. It's like, all right, I don't know. Can I do that's that? That's why. That, that's why Would I'm be at that home fast? on the couch. You know. Yeah just talking about it how so, fast can i eat this cheeto right can is that a world record is that a world record is, is that, that fast is somebody that fast? call the guinness book how, of world records right now how Come on. fast can i eat this huge <laughs> plate of nachos <laughs> i bet I that is finely, probably that's I'm gotta a finely be a book. tuned eating yes. machine well yes. ask joy chestnut you, you know like that like <laughs> well i you could know. that's uh not i mean i could eat some yeah. nachos but that the hot dog no i can't do Oh, what, I can't even watch that. That's on the, just on the July fourth edition of the podcast. We'll have we we should do a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> That's all you, Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Alaska reindeer sausage. Oh, there we but, go. Yeah, there we go. Sponsor done. Sponsor. We've got See? it. We could do it. We Sponsor. could totally do it. Totally like do it. that. I like it. I don't know how we went from Nordic skiing to hot dog eating, but I'm not really we sure. We made the but, connection, but I like it. it. <laughs> I like it. Anytime we can talk Alaska reindeer sausage, I'm I'm in. I'm golden. I love yep. that. Well, maybe uh, Gus Schumacher may have <clears throat> celebrated with some Alaska sausage and seafood. You know, uh, he might have. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. Don't know. We don't know. Maybe, 
try to reach out and get him on the show, maybe. Well, <laughs> we can. We know some people in the skiing community. Yeah, we can reach out. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see anyway. some of them. I'll see some of them this weekend. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe Gus Schumacher makes a guest appearance at the state championships. That'd be weekend. awesome. We don't know. No, How we cool don't. Would that be? That would be. That would be so really it, awesome. That would be. We might have to keep an eye on it. If that does happen, maybe we should try to arrange something. We could make. There's that a few. There's a few people interview. I know. Yeah. One of my doctors, Doctor Kelly, he's awesome. Yeah. Um, he's big in the ski community. I might reach out to him and see if he knows if they might show up because that would be awesome. Well, that would be super cool. It would be super cool. It really would. You know what's yeah. not super cool? I think what? my computer is dying slowly. Oh, that's, that's not so good. Uh, well, it's plugged in and it says the battery's not charging. So, like well, you and I were talking before, yeah, before air. Like, I yeah, think maybe. you're. I think you have a battery problem, Keaton. Darn it. Yeah, I think you have a battery problem. All right. Well, we'll get through this episode and we'll be we'll be good. So if anybody wants to donate an Apple MacBook battery, that'd be that'd be great. <laughs> hit yeah. us up. Yeah, hit us up on on the social media or Instagram. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, or on the alaskasportstalk.com website. You can contact us and uh we'll meet exchange an Apple laptop battery for Keaton. There we go. There we go. So, uh, yeah, just a reminder, uh, drama debate forensics going on this weekend, state championships, and then also the Nordic skiing. Nordic skiing is being held where, Isaiah? At Kincaid. 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 Yep, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Schedule's on uh, ASAA365.com. You can take a look, or ASAA.org. How is the weather looking for this? I know the weather sometimes becomes a factor for this event. Like, it's been... Pushed back, postponed it's, a couple of times, I think. Well, we've there's been a couple of times since I've been at ASAA where we had to hurry up races and kind of move up a race because it looked like it was going to be below the threshold for yeah. um, freezing kind of thing where it's negative below negative four. We can't operate, so we push things up so we can try and get it done earlier, blah, blah, blah. Um, right now, everything is as planned, but... Obviously, okay. like you said, weather weather can dictate some changes, but as of right now, it looks like it's okay. It's supposed to start getting a little colder here in the next few days. So right. hopefully by Thursday, we don't have the river over the ice, over the snow. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah. That would not, that, that would not make for a fun course. Not so much. Not, not so, so much. much. Not so much. Um, so state championships going on. Speaking of state championships, ASWA board meetings. Yep. Board you know, meeting. This, uh, today, was it today or uh, Monday? Yeah, it was Monday and today. Yeah. Monday and today. So yeah. what new developments have happened during the board meeting that people may want to know about? Well, there's a couple things here and there. Some of the stuff is not going to, the general public isn't going to care that terribly much about. It's just little updates here and things like that. And what's the hockey dual participation rule was discussed and what that looks like moving forward. And, um, transfer rules committee was, was talked about a little bit, obviously just giving some updates on things. Nothing was decided on any of that stuff. Some opt up requests and some various other bookkeeping things. But I think the, the two big things that I would say that came out of the board meeting that we kind of saw on the horizon that was coming, but, uh, it's official now. Flag football will have a state championship in 2024. 
So that's pretty cool. Um, wow. That really excited cool. about that. That will take place right now. As it stands, it was approved to take place the week of the D3 state championship. So it's an eight-team state championship, eight-team bracket. We'll figure out some of that stuff as it goes um, here in a little bit. But as of right now, that's approved. So that, that'll happen in 2024 in October. And then also bids for state football were awarded and division one football for the next three years, the state championship game, not the quarterfinals or the semifinals or any of that, but just the state championship game will be played at colony high school for 2024, 25 and 26. Wow. Okay. Yep. Is this the first time that colonies hosted? I believe. Yes. This will be the first time that, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Um, I can Palmer's only, hosted. Palmer's hosted the Division Two and Division Three state championship a few years back, uh, but the Division One, as far as I know, has always been in Anchorage. So this will be the first time that it's been outside of Anchorage. Well, that, if you that want to count I know Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, Anchorage. Two years Chugiak, at Chugiak, but yeah, a couple yeah. of years at Chugiak. But I kind of count that as Anchorage. I know what? that it could be a controversial statement for some. <laughs> I know that. Hey, there is an Eagle exit that. meeting tonight. Just so people. Oh, there is. Uh, yeah, oh. there is. I threw that. That, that was off, off the back of my mind. But um, no, that's good information. I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So well, maybe, 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 uh, maybe know. it won't be. Maybe but, it won't uh, be. <laughs> maybe it won't be. Maybe one day. Maybe uh, one day. Why? I don't know if I've ever heard an official reason on this or anything. How come Anchorage Football Stadium is not used as a championship football? venue any longer why why what what has happened there what i don't know the ins and outs and i don't know if other people do either um well that's a very good question and i can answer that okay um from asaa's standpoint the reason why afs is not used anymore is a few different reasons first of all the turf is pretty old true it's a it is a it is a really old turf so while it's not like playing on astroturf it's pretty close. It's close. It's yep. really close. And the later you get in October, the worse that's going to feel. Second is the wiring for AFS and Mulcahy too, but for particularly for AFS with the score clocks and the scoreboard out there and all that stuff, the wiring system for that predates World War II. And I'm no not way. Ju- I'm not joking when I say that. That is, I literally crossed my fingers and said a little prayer every time I flipped the breakers to turn on the the system at AFS. Like the lights, the scoreboard. The, the lights I wasn't as concerned about, but the scoreboard and the score clock, yes. And the and the <laughs> mic. I mean, honestly, that's that's what it came down to. The facility itself also... The grandstands are in great shape. Yeah. They're nice. And the press box up there is nice. And the flat top makes it really nice for, for people. So it's not the grandstand side that's a problem. The visiting side is not great. The bleachers right. are old bleachers. The wood bleachers, people can fall through. The wood's not in great the greatest shape and can only hold about 300 people, maybe 400. While the grandstand side can hold something like a little over 1,000. And there's plenty of standing room, but the disparity between the grandstand side and the visiting side is so drastic, plus all the wiring issues and crossing your fingers when things turn on, 
it just leads itself to not being a, a state championship facility. I, I wish we could have AFS as a state championship facility. It would really be from my aspect of planning and doing state football and running state football, it'd be a lot easier for it to be there, but facility wise, yeah. it just, it just doesn't work. I'm thinking the last time a state championship football game was held there was what West and East in 2017, 26, 2015. It was held at West, right? Chugiak, 26, uh, yeah, Chugiak West, and then 2016 it was back at AFS. Um, trying to I don't think, remember. Yeah. It's, it's been a little it's, while. It's been a, it's been a little while. We've done the uh, coming out of COVID. Basically, we came out of COVID and we were doing it at yep. ASD facilities. Yeah. Yep. No, and I'm not saying it's hosting it at service has worked out great. It's worked out really well yeah it's a it's a great venue it uh, is and a little bit shocking that you know no teams from or no schools from anchorage bid for it that was a little bit of i i was a, a shock honestly i was a little surprised by that myself we only yeah. received one bid for wait, wait, wait one total one across total the state bid across the state for division one football man i would could you imagine a barrel bid on it that would have been awesome no, <laughs> you take that back, oh, Eaton. I take that. <laughs> oh I, man! I, 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 yeah, you take that back right now. <laughs> you take you take that back right now. No, no that, but, yeah, but that is cold. surprising. That is only one bid. Oh, only wow, only one bid came in, and that was for basically Division Two, II, Division One in twenty twenty four will be played at Colony. Now, interesting Division Two in future years they may. There's talk that some of they may go back to not having the same weekend as Division One. I. I don't know yeah. where all that stuff yeah. stands. That's that's a little bit further that's in down the, the future. Road, yeah. That's down the that's down the road. But for Table 2024, yeah. Colony will be hosting Division Two and Division One. Got it. Yep. Got it. Um. So girls flag football gets a state championship. How many yep. girls teams are there now? I know we have the eight in Anchorage. And there's, who else across the state is playing? You have three up in Fairbanks. Okay. As of right now, that I can that I know of that I can remember yeah. off the top of my head. Three in Fairbanks. And then the Valley has a couple right now. Okay. All right. They did some co-oping just to get the sport going, but I think there's been enough interest that most of these teams like uh, aren't gonna have to co-op next year. So okay. I I don't know if Reddington will have enough to have their own team because I think they I believe they were co-oping yeah. with Wasilla. Okay. So that may still happen. But I think Palmer and Colony will have enough for their own standalone team and not have to share that that kind of thing. So, again, my guess is it'll be similar to Division One or Division Two football. Yeah. Right now they have eight teams in each. I think flag football will have ten or twelve, something okay. like that. Well, and I heard uh, a rumor actually that... twelve to fourteen. Excuse me. Okay. I don't. Somebody mentioned. I don't know who I was talking to when I was discussing this, but. It sounded like the peninsula was trying to add flag football. They are. At, they, they are. are. They're is trying. that happening this year or is that maybe I, happening down the road? If they add it, my guess is just like what the Valley did this past year is they'll try it and they'll schedule JV teams. Got it. Got it. And then okay. the, the year after that, they'll do varsity, which is what um, the Valley is doing this year. Well, last right. year in 2023, 
They okay. did kind of more of a JV schedule, and then this year they'll do a varsity right. schedule. Okay. Well, that's awesome. That is awesome. That state championships finally yeah. coming around yeah, for that absolutely well flag football. That'll be cool. So, um, and it's held during the same week as Division One, Division so, Three, or Division Three. Sorry, Division, Division three. three. Sorry, yeah. my apologies. Yeah. So, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, high school sports obviously uh, in full swing in terms of board meetings, getting stuff ironed out for the fall and upcoming seasons and whatnot. We're still in the midst of high school basketball season, Isaiah. We so, are we are getting yeah. close. We're getting very close to the end. It's, it's crazy. Actually, to think a little freaky. That. What do we have? Maybe like two weeks of the regular season well, left. That's it. I can t- next week. Next week, the starting on February twenty eighth. Those are the first tournaments for the conferences for one A. Wow. That's so one A. All but one of the 1A conferences will be finished on March 2nd. So next week, a okay. bunch of the 1A conferences will be having their tournament. I think uh, one of the 2As. And then, yeah, and it's a... Uh, yeah, I'm looking at, well, the Western Coastal Conference for Division 2, or for 2A will be playing next week. Um, and then they'll finish up. And then all the 1As except for one... We'll be yeah. finishing up. We'll finish up by March second on March second, and then the rest, everybody else, will finish March 9th. So, in two weeks, we'll be talking about and previewing um, all of the 4A, 3A, and some of the 2A uh, conference tournaments. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, already that time. Already doesn't seem that long ago that we were already like just starting to talk about high school basketball. Yeah, and. Things like doing that. all the we're doing ra- all the tournaments and all that right, stuff that usually right. beginning of the year and exactly. now it's exactly tonight's a conference night for I think CIC is a conference night tonight yeah um, Northern Lights I, I know had some games this tonight as well yeah, uh, I know as the, we're taping, taping this on Tuesday this. You know, yeah Tuesday night I know West is playing Chugiak tonight uh, I know the West girls and Chugiak girls that game went to overtime I don't know who won oh really. Wow. Oh, but it went to West hit a game tying three with like twelve seconds to go. Wow! Yeah, I was watching that on the NFHS network um, prior to taping this, so I don't know who won. But that is a conference game tonight. Um, trying to think of who else is playing in terms of four A, but um, that was yeah, just off that's... the top of my head. But yeah, there's a lot of conference action going on as there Lots should be. I mean, you're conference. getting down to the end of your season, so. We're also getting down to the, uh, you know, some of our final rankings here. We only have a we couple are. more weeks of our rankings. That's so it. I think we got new votes in for this week's poll, Isaiah. Yep. Should we take a look at those? So, well, we'll take a look. Uh, they got posted uh, last night on Instagram and Facebook, the Alaska Sports Talk top five for 3A and 4A boys and girls. In the 3A girls, we'll just start there. There were no changes. Grace one, Barrow two, Mount Edgecombe three, Monroe four. Sitka five, no changes. Uh, I can report if you look at uh, the RPI, the RPI kind of has that same ranking right now. However, there is a little bit of a difference. They have Barrow girls as the one and Grace as the two. Uh, And it really boils down to Barrow's opponent's winning percentage um, is a little better than Grace's opponent's winning percentage. So because of that, their their numbers got bumped a little bit higher, even though Grace has a head-to-head over Barrow. So right. 
but in our rankings, Grace is, is number one. For the boys, there were no changes. Grace one, Mount Edgecombe two, Gnome three, Barrow four, Valdez five. That uh, that really shakes out to be pretty close, pretty much exactly, actually exactly what the RPI has for the three A boys. And then we'll go to the four A girls again. This one is just this one is just so difficult. It's just unbelievably yeah. difficult. There was a little bit of a change. Wasilla still one. Mountain City Christian is two. Colony is three. And again, those three, you can make arguments, and our group can make arguments why Colony, Mountain City, or Wasilla, any one of those three could be the number one, and any one of those three could yes. be number two. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, they are centimeters apart. And then there was a change. Diamond now is the four-ranked team for the 4A girls, and Thunder Mountain is the five. So Diamond and Thunder Mountain flipped. Diamond is playing a little bit better in February than Thunder Mountain is. Thunder Mountain, though, they did play Colony twice uh, last, I think it was last week. They lost uh, both those games. Colony's really tough. Uh, basically, our group says, you know, there's those top three. They're all interchangeable. They're all within centimeters yeah. of each other. And then there's kind of a line, and then there's others. But really, Diamond and Thunder Mountain have kind of separated themselves as those next best teams. And then for the 4A boys, there was a bit of a shakeup in this one for the 4A boys. Betty Davis East is still number one. They've been pretty dominant so far this year. Really not manhandling their other opponents, but they are skilled. They pass the ball. They're unselfish. Chuck does a great job with that team, and you yeah. can tell. So Betty Davis East is one. West Anchorage is two. Service is three, West Valley is four, and then Thunder Mountain is still sitting at five. Juno Colony, Diamond, I, you can say, are all just right there. They're kind of five A, B, and C. Yeah. West Valley split with Monroe in the past two games. Thunder Mountain, the Southeast Conference is just kind of beating with beating each other up. Catch a can and Juno, kind of what we figured before the season started. Those mm -hmm. teams were going to kind of all beat each other circular around West beat service last week. They're four and one in the past couple weeks. West has been charging. That's why they got the two ranking. They have a very interesting schedule coming up before conference. This is where I think we're going to know a lot about West in the next couple weeks. I mean, obviously you've had the whole season, but listen to their schedule coming up to end the season. They're at diamond on the 23rd at colony mm -hmm. on the 26th. Then they're at Bartlett on the 27th, and then they play, then they host East on March 1st. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a, three that's away a games and a, and a home game against the number one team. I mean, that is a, that's a really tough schedule. And you're out of conference as Colony. Right. Yeah. Who's been playing really well of late. So exactly. That's a, that's a, well, that's a tough one. I'll tell you what, we saw West at the Alaska Airlines Classic, obviously. And they looked pretty formidable then. I mean, yeah, racing, absolutely, racing a double-digit lead against East before they eventually lost in the the waning moments uh, by by a single possession. But then I was impressed in the game against Service. They were down by eighteen points. <laughs> I know, 
and they erased an 18-point deficit in the second half again to come back and win. And so this 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 team's fortitude, Josh Mielenkamp led team. I mean, you think that a team in high school basketball, in high school basketball, at 18 point lead, it's almost insurmountable. At Usually, you're high, you're going to win mean, that game most of the time. If you're up 18, you're you're yeah. going to win that game. I, I mean, mean, that's especially in the second half. Yeah, I mean that, but I mean, just given the clock, I mean, high school quarters are eight minutes long, and how it all works. I mean. So it's like the cards are stacked against you when you're down 18. Like, all right, boys. Well, I mean, did our best tonight. Just wasn't our night. And they could have easily packed it up and said, all right, you know, we'll, we'll fight. We'll again get them another tomorrow. Day, but we'll get them another yeah, whatever. day. Yeah. The old, you know, the old cliche. Yeah. You know, they, but, they fight till the last, till the last buzzer. There's no doubt about that. No, I, doubt I've just about been that. impressed in, you know, the, you know, three, four games that I've seen West play this season. At some point in time, they have had to face adversity, whether that's been a double-digit mm-hmm. lead, whether they've lost a lead and came back to one, whatever it might be. It, it's like, wow, okay, this team has been tested multiple ways, and they have proved time and time again they're more than capable of just being all right at the you know when the hit when the clock hits triple zeros. All right, you know we gave it our all. We may have won, we may have lost. We made it entertaining, that's for sure. <laughs> they definitely make uh, it entertaining, yes, no doubt about but, that. No lead so, is safe with them. It'll be interesting to see what they do with, with that schedule that you mentioned coming up down the stretch um, for West, for sure. But, you know, service service, you know, has been slipping a little bit. They're 3-3 three and three in their last six, last couple weeks. You know, or I should say in the month of February, which is basically a couple weeks, a little plus. They're 3-3 three and three in the month of February. West yeah. has been playing a little bit better. I know okay. service beat West earlier, but West is is playing much better right now. And yeah. you know, just think if this team doesn't get down eighteen, and let's say they keep it even, let's say they're right. even up three right. or four in the second half. I mean, what what could they possibly do? I mean, so it's it's definitely a, and then you throw West Valley in there. You yeah. know, West Valley is a really stacked team. They're really good. I mean, I look at those top five. And especially the top four, and I go, you know, any one of them, you get in a you get in a tournament, you got three days, three games. You know, I would say East is the favorite, but you know, West doesn't go down eighteen and they stay even for a while. Then what yeah. happens? You know that that kind of stuff. Pressure does funny things, and West is definitely, definitely, as to your point, definitely tested, definitely tested. I'm trying to pull up some on the NFHS Network app right now, some of the games that are going on live. Uh, South and Diamond are playing right now. Mm. Trying to figure out if I can pull up the score here. Come on, internets. Let's go. Internets. Come on. Load. There it goes. All right. Well, I can't see the scoreboard in this one. That's That's lovely. Yeah, that's another topic for another day, but we're going to broach that topic yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah, I can't see that. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, Diamond or South are playing right now. East is playing Eagle River. Uh, this is all in terms of CIC action going on in West and Chugiak. So there's a whole bunch of basketball action. I know Wasilla uh, was playing. I think Wasilla was Palmer? There, there at Palmer. Yeah, I saw yeah. the Wasilla girls beat Palmer. Um, 
But you know that's yeah. you know that's the three A four A level. Then you look at two A. Yeah. For for instance, the girls in two A. You know, man, I I look at Tikiak is a tough. They're a tough team. Of course, always. They're a tough yeah. team. Met Lacatla's been. I mean, they're sixteen and two overall. They're going to be a tough yeah. out. It's kind of some of the same, the same teams that you see at the two A level. Nana's fifteen and three. Sioux Valley sixteen and five. Hooper Bay's fifteen and six. Right. You know, those. It, you just can't really sleep on. You know the Glen Allen team is very scrappy. They're ten and six. You know those are just the girls. And then you look at the two A boys. Hooper Bay right now, I would say. You know I haven't watched Hooper Bay play. It's it's tough to watch them play unless they come into Anchorage. They're right. twenty and they're twenty and two. Wow. I mean, I remember Hooper Bay a couple of years ago getting into the state tournament as the eight seed and, and they struggled a little bit, but looks like, you know, that, that same group is seniors now, or they figured some things out and they're 20 and two, you know, and you got, you, you still have Metla Catla, which is a strong boys team. They're 14 and four, then right, real chicks, 15 right. and eight, you know, they, there's some power. There's some power there that will definitely be interesting coming up in the next couple of weeks there too. No, it definitely will be. So it'll be a fun next couple of weeks trying to sort everything out and see where teams are going to be seated going to conference tournaments. And then once conference tournaments wrap up, where they're going to be seated for state tournament bids. I know that um, Alaska Sports Talk will have all the breakdowns and everything when brackets get released and all that kind of stuff yeah, for we will. conference tournament and also state tournament uh as well so yeah the the selection show the march madness alaska selection show this year is presented by alaska sports talk so that'll be presented that'll by. be that'll be a lot of fun and yeah it looks like it'll either be march 20 or not march 26th february 26th or march 4th depending on when i can get it finalized we'll have that special coupon code offer nice for listeners of alaska sports talk I like it. I yeah. like it. It'll be a good one. It will be. It will it's be a good one. A, it's a secret. Don't tell anybody. All right. Well, if they're listening to this podcast, it's, not really it's a secret. Just, it's just, it's just, it's just for the people listening to this podcast. Okay. So what if the people that are listening to this podcast start <laughs> spreading the word, Isaiah? What have well, we got? That's, <laughs> well, that's what we want. Spread oh, the word. Okay. Oh, spread the word. Spread the secret, guys. Make sure it's spread, not a secret anymore. Spread the, no. Hey, Bob, spread. have you heard? <laughs> Spread the Alaska Sports Talk to all your friends, and then you can mention that they have to listen to it. You won't tell them. They have to listen to it in order to get the coupon code. That's how we do it. There you go. All right. There There we go. That's what I was trying to say by don't tell anybody. (laughs) Got it. That's how we go. Thanks for pointing that out for me, Keaton. That's a good good clarification. I like that. That's good. I like it. Yep. Just want to make sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes right now in the last few weeks, my brain is not at full function all the I, time. I, I hear you. At this time yeah. of year, there's so many things going on. I mean, high school basketball and then me with college, UAA basketball, which we're yeah. going to touch on here in a moment. Uh, yeah, this is this. It's a crazy time of year. And speaking of crazy time of year, men's and women's basketball um, for UAA had some crazy games happen this past weekend. Yeah, UAA men. Uh, you were at the men's game, I think. I was at. The, I was Thursday. on the men's game on Thursday. Yeah, on was Simon, nuts. against Simon Fraser. Yeah, they yeah. ruined my sleep schedule. <laughs> they ruined it. Totally it was, ruined it. It came out in a in a positive. I mean, UAA pulling out the victory. It did not look positive to start. 
they no. only put up they put up 18 points in the first half. I, it was, it was I that was, was like, some uh, that was ugly. Oh, that was what's hard going to watch, on, fellas. Like we did not shoot well at all. No things were. I mean, the only bright spot in the first half was a freshman, Sloan Linfer. Sloan was uh, amazing. Like he was, he was pretty much the entire offense, and continued that into the second half. He's finished with a career high 18 points. Sloan uh, was then, amazing. Yo, know, he was. He he, he was, was a beast. And he, he, like real ahead. post moves. Well, like I mean, he's so methodical. Post- like he just oh, takes it was just his time. Great. It was great. Dun, dun. All right, what are you doing? Oh, you went left. I'm going to go right. Here you go. All right, fantastic. It was a thing of no, beauty. And for a freshman to have that patience already, huge, huge. I'm excited to see what he can do over the next three years for Rusty Osborne. But he finished the game against Simon Fraser on Thursday night with 18 points. But uh, this game went to double overtime. The Seawolves trailed 27 to 18 at the end of the first half, right? Um, they outscored Simon Fraser 47 to 38. Tyson Gilbert hit two threes on back-to-back possessions to force overtime. Um, things in the second half, it was going back and forth for a little while. Seawolves finally able to get some momentum in the final couple of minutes to tie it. It goes to one overtime, in which both teams only score a couple of buckets. And then finally the Seawolves in the second overtime win 83-81. to 81. Tyson Gilbert had 25 points. Sloan Linfer, I mentioned, new career eye, 18 points. Dylan Barrientos had, had 12. Sawyer Storms had 10. But double overtime. I don't think I've ever broadcast a double overtime game at the college level. I'm trying to think. And nothing comes to mind. I feel like I would remember that. I don't think but, I've ever seen a double overtime college game with UAA in person. I, n- none has come to mind. Um, I'm sure that some have happened, obviously, but I don't think any in recent memory that I've ever been a part of broadcasting, uh, whether that's been a home game or a away game, when I travel with the men's basketball team, I can't think of anything. But it had been a while. And Ryan Orton was funny because on Saturday night before uh, the men took on Western Washington, he's like, I got to come over and give you, uh, you know, a f- another fist bump. That was good luck last night or on Thursday night. And so we get to chat and he's like, <laughs> uh, I was thinking we were going to go to four overtimes. I went to, and he goes on this, like, tell me a story about when he was an assistant coach at Eastern Washington. Ryan was part of a four overtime game. He's like, it was nuts. Like, playing four overtimes, you're playing a game. You're almost playing two full games. Like I've it's like oh I've been dream. part of a four overtime game. Yeah. Coaching. Were you on the winning end or losing end? Losing end. It was against Oh, that's worse. It was against <laughs> Ben Ileson in the semifinals of the state championship back in I want to say it was two thousand four. Okay. Maybe two thousand three. I can't remember. Um, ironically, the best team, on, the best player on that team was Colton, the West Valley coach. Oh, funny. Yeah. yeah he was, uh, yeah, I think it's the record now. It's still the record right now. Heritage Christian versus Ben Ileson for the longest state yeah. high school state championship game. Wow. Yeah. Right. Well, state championship tournament game. I should say they, you know what? Overtime games that are fun. They're exciting. They give coaches and players heart palpitations, yeah. and they give broadcasters a horrible night's sleep. But <laughs> and when you that, lose great. one of those games, it makes yeah. coaching wise, yeah, 
it's difficult. Yeah, you don't you don't sleep real well. No, you don't. You well, just you don't, don't. Yeah, no, I agree. But the Seawolves slept good that night after they pulled out the victory in double OT, eighty three, eighty one, and so that snapped a three game losing streak. And it was pretty much a must win this weekend for UAA. You had, they had to win it. They had to win these. They games. had to win it. These were must have games, right? In terms of wanting to advance into the GNAC postseason, and so they would get the win on Thursday night. All right, so that's step one, and then they take on Western Washington. And another close one. They were able to get it done in regulation, though, this time, as they won 81-79 to over Western Washington. So the Seawolves and Vikings split the season series as the Seawolves got 17 points from Sawyer Storms, 14 from uh, Jerron Williams. Jerron came up huge, um, especially at the free throw line for UAA. He went to the line, it seemed like, nonstop. He was 7 of 10 from the free throw line, so he collected half of his points from the stripe. But... Um, Sawyer Storms, Deron Williams come up huge for UAA. Um, the Seawolves in that game. Um, it was back and forth. UAA, though, had the lead the majority of the time. Seawolves led 35 30 at the end of the first half, uh, ended up winning 71 69. So the Seawolves, in terms of GNAC going into this weekend, take a look at the conference standings Montana State Billings, St. Martins, and Northwest Nazarene. Those three teams have already locked up a spot in the conference tournament. Uh, the first week into March. Okay. So Central Washington is in fourth place. UAA is now in fifth. Seattle Pacific is in sixth. Western Washington and UAF um, behind Ooh. them. UAF is still alive. UAF has won back-to-back games now, and they've put themselves in potential for getting into the conference tournament. So nobody has actually been officially eliminated from conference tournament action play happen this weekend with Western Oregon and Simon Fraser, depending on some outcomes, but UAA still has not locked up a spot. They're sitting in the number five spot. They're seven and seven. Seattle Pacific at seven and eight is behind them. Seawolves finish their season at home against Seattle Pacific. So keep that game on your calendar, February 29th. Uh, circle that one. That's going to be a big one. Western Washington still in play as well, but right now the Seawolves got the two games that they needed. They've put themselves in the number five spot. Now, obviously, Seedings can change. They're at number five right now. They have the potential, depending on how things shake out, with four games remaining on their schedule, they could vault themselves all the way up to the number three spot or potentially even number two, depending on how things shake out. Could that, happen. That would be right? great. It would be. It would be. That would be awesome. But the Seawolves are on the road this weekend, taking on St. Martins and Western Oregon. All right? Ooh. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. In terms of the women's schedule and how things played out, uh, the Seawolves on Thursday able to bounce back uh, and keep their winning streak going against Northwest Nazarene. They improved to a three-game winning streak on Thursday, 70-59. to And then on Saturday had a little bit of a setback against Central Washington. Seawolves just did not shoot the basketball well at all. I can't count the number of missed shots from about three to four feet. Yeah, that's, easy that's layups. not so good. Yeah, I mean, the Seawolves 25-64 from the field for the entire game. Uh, they were only four of twelve from behind the three-point line, so didn't shoot the three terribly well. Uh, they had challenges defensively, defensive breakdowns. They let the three-point shooting of uh, Western Washington, uh, Cole or Asher Kai, uh, who had twenty-three points, four of seven from behind the three-point line. They had no answer for Asher Kai in that game. Seawolves almost gave up. A, uh, they actually did give a double-double up to Capri Sims, um, who had 14 points, 12 rebounds. Seawolves just didn't flat-out shoot the ball well, and that that's what it came down to. So 
The Seawolves ended up splitting their home series uh, this past weekend as they go on the road. Um, the road development's kind of interesting here. Seawolves have <laughs> one road game this weekend. This is this is a wild story. So this hang is around. Interesting. Here. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the Seawolves will start their road trip against St. Martin's down in Lacey, Washington on Thursday. Seawolves were scheduled to play on Saturday <laughs> night, the second leg of the road trip against Western Oregon. But if you've been paying attention to Division II sports and GNAC sports in general, you may have heard that Western Oregon's women's basketball team has canceled the rest of its season. Done. Forfeited the rest of its games. It started last weekend. And they forfeited games on Thursday and Saturday, and they decided to carry it into the rest of the year. From what I have heard, rumor mills and everything that they can piece together from, you know, Oregon newspapers and whatnot, um, it seems to be an issue with the coaching staff. The coaching staff has been put on administrative leave. They're being investigated and looked at in terms of things like that. And it sounded like, I guess, maybe the players just flat out on Wednesday last week said, eh, we're done until something gets figured out. So I'm like, Okay, so what that means is any remaining opponents that had Western Oregon scheduled, it goes down as a forfeit win. So the Seawolves get a 2 to nothing win on Saturday, so that does give them a win in GNAC play. It does, not count against, it does not count for their overall record. It counts for their conference record. So depending on what happens on Thursday at St. Martin's, combine that with the win on Saturday against Western Oregon, if the Seawolves win against St. Martin's, they should lock up a spot in the conference tournament. Should lock up a should. spot. Sh- should, right? Um, obviously, there's a few things in there that would have to happen for them not to, which could, but which they could. should be able yeah. to get to uh, a top six spot. But they finish up the season. Both the men's and women's teams uh, finish up in a couple of weeks against Seattle Pacific on February 29th and then March 2nd uh, against Montana State Billings as well so but it's wild like i've never heard anything in terms of like college athletics like forfeit wise like i don't know if i don't think i've i'd teams forfeit games at the college level not because of like players like walking out or uh coaches being put on administrative leave or anything like that I can't Besides, think of anything. I take away the COVID stuff because that was all just a little crazy and sure. teams were forfeiting, oh, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Minus yep, that, I, I, I haven't heard of any college stuff happening like that. I'm not saying that it hasn't happened because I'm sure it has, but certainly not well, up here. I've, I've never heard of it. But my not thing is, so Western Oregon, they have a first-year head coach and assistant coach, and – I guess on the resume from this Oregon newspaper, it sounds like the head coach may have taken some liberties in her basketball playing experience and listed Mm. it on her resume. And apparently I don't know who dropped the ball at or Western Oregon, but didn't do a full complete background check perhaps, or maybe glossed over it, or I don't know what happened. That's why they're doing an investigation, right? And in these investigations, obviously, until it's complete, you're not going to get a full story from any either side. But I just can't believe it seems like it stems from 
the coaching resume and what was on the resume to what actually she did in her playing career. I don't know, but I think it's part of it. We don't, we don't know exactly what happened, obviously, but if these reports are true, I preface that by saying if these reports are true and I have no reason to believe that they're not, but if this is proven true, kids that are listening, don't lie on your resume. No joke. Don't lie on your resume. It's way too easy to check things now with social media and the connectivity between companies and all this. Don't lie on your resume. And I have to believe that Western Oregon being a division two school, they're not just hiring a coach that is like wanting a job. And this is my (laughs) first time ever applying for a college coaching job. I can't know. I can't, I I can't imagine that. They obviously are going through and sorting through applicants applying for that job that have college basketball coaching experience, whether that's been an assistant, whether that's been a head coach at some level, whatever it might be, or maybe even high school. I see that that does happen at the division two level. You've had 20 years of high school experience or an extensive amount and success. Maybe you get hired because you were a high school basketball coach, right? Um, Whatever. So obviously this, this head coach at Western Washington had coaching experience in basketball. Now, as to what was put on the resume, I, I I don't know. They contacted her former school that she played. Um, oh, she played a couple of like she was track and field at, at Chicago State track and field, and oh, I can't remember the other one. There's another sport in there that that she did play at Chicago State, and she listed that bat she played basketball as well at Chicago State. And the SID found no record of her basketball history at Chicago State University, even though she listed she was a player there. And so I think I think that probably set off some alarms for people outside of the athletic department who got that brought to the attention of the athletic department. And then the players caught wind of it, and they were like, oh, okay, well, yeah. here we go. Anyway, not interesting not good. I'll be curious to see what happens. So, it just, But I like your your thought, Isaiah. Don't lie on the resume. Don't. don't. I don't. I don't think I would ha- – I never thought I would have to say something like that, but – you know, it just kind of goes without saying, don't lie on your resume, but yeah, don't lie on your resume, kids. <laughs> Even moms and dads out there listening, don't lie on your resume. It's not worth just, it. Just be honest. <laughs> be kind. Be good people. Just, I, uh, again, I I don't know it's true. Don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't I believe well, reporting. I don't have any reason to doubt the reporting. What we don't what we but, do know wow. is they have been placed on administrative leave. The team has forfeited the rest of their games. So as to why, the actual extent of the reason why this is happening, we do not know 100%. We are speculating exactly as to why the team has elected to forego the rest of their season, right? But bottom line is, they have. So Which, again, it's just, <laughs> to your point, I, I can't think of another college team at a division two or division one level, that's, you know, before the season's over for college basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have, you had six games left on the schedule now four because they, they forfeited last week and they were considering trying to finish the rest of the season, but obviously it came the decision not to, but I mean, has there been maybe. some football programs maybe that didn't finish maybe. a season maybe. or something? I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure something like that's happened, but nothing's coming yeah. to mind right yeah. now. I no, mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. 
but it's just interesting. So, well, it, it kind of stinks for, you know, the opponents, right? I mean, they, they lose out on a game. Yeah. Right. I mean, it really stinks. I mean, obviously I know at least you're in college and you get the opportunity to play 25 to 30 games potentially during the mm -hmm. course of a regular season. Uh, unlike high school where maybe you only get maybe 15, you know, games, but anyway, uh, kind of interesting development there in West That's, Oregon. So that is a very interesting development. No, no doubt and about that. There's your need to know for the week. Need to know. To know. There's some, there's right. some water cooler talk right there. Yeah. No joke, right? Hey, Joe, yeah. did you hear about the Western Oregon <laughs> basketball program? No. Uh, Do you know where we heard yeah. that from the Alaska Sports Talk podcast? By the way, it's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna let me live that one down, are you? <laughs> oh, I love it. No, I love it. I love it. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. that should be our slogan: Alaska what? Sports Talk Podcast. It's a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> Word. Hey, words are hard. Words are yeah. just hard. Oh, they are. They are. Oh man! All right. Well, I think that gets us caught up on a majority of everything from Nordic skiing. Uh, to be almost getting taken out by a miniature boulder yeah. on the Seward Highway, to <laughs> high school basketball, to uh, ASAA board updates. Man, we covered it all. We covered yeah. it all. If you want to, if you want, you want to know how to make some really good pizza crust, you just let me know. There you go, Isaiah yeah. Riemann. You can contact him at alaskasportstalk.com. Yeah. So email me. Email. Files will be up. I got to get that done. I got to finish that. Yeah. So you know, I got to finish ours. I got to finish yeah. mine too. Well, that's the other guy we got to talk to. Brad Lowers. Haven't heard yeah, from him. Yeah, we got to get. Yeah, Maybe. we got to get Brad. Brad's bio too. Yep. All right, man. Anything else before we sign it off? No, I don't think so. I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's it. We covered a lot. We did. We did. Next uh, next episode will be a lot more too. It will be. It will be. So next episode, we'll be back at it next week uh, with some new content and covering some new Alaska high school basketball polls coming up. Preview, uh, maybe get a decent glimpse of some of the conference tournaments um, going into the next couple of weeks, trying to get an idea of what's going on there. So we'll talk about that stuff all coming up. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. For Isaiah Vreeman, I'm Keaton Homer. Until next time, goodbye.